Hi folks, welcome to A Different Direction. We cover stories of the strange, document the weird, stuff like that. I'm Dave. I'm Tamara! <laughs> oh no. Hi, huh. I'm here. Okay. Wow. I almost didn't make it. I was almost <laughs> late to the podcast. <gasps> 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 uh, Just slid in right into the seat. Thank right goodness. behind the mic. Thank goodness you made it. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> That uh, Hank was gonna be your substitute, but luckily you made it. Oh, Get no. out of here, Hank. We don't need you. Hey! <laughs> Thankfully, uh, he wasn't the one on here. What? What? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. I know. I don't um, know why you even invited him. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, he does. <laughs> Bye, Hank. Anyway. <laughs> Today, we're talking about <laughs> episode two of Marvel's Inhumans, Those Who Would Destroy Us. Before we get into the episode, you can find us on Twitter at DiffDirectionPod or email us at DifferentDirection at TGIFRK.com. We did have something from the Freaks on the Message Boards last week that I forgot to mention. It was actually a bit of news. Uh, that we about got. a news? Okay. Yeah. A, a bit. A bit. A bit of news. A bit of news. It actually came in from a couple of sources. One is from uh, Chris. So mm-hmm. Cable flips you on Twitter. And also one of our old Frasier listeners, Ben, mm-hmm. uh, Island Niles on Twitter, mm-hmm. both informed me that... So, you know, if, if any of you are, have lis- are listening to this that didn't listen to our Frasier podcast, you know, we've mentioned it a few times. And, you know, some people know us as people who did this Frasier podcast. So we get news about Frasier. And especially, like, there's a new, you know... A new version, you know, the series is being sort of rebooted soon, you know, or coming, it's coming back soon. No, um, it's not, what do they call it? It's not a reboot, it's like a re, re, it's back to the future. Well, whatever they call it, I got some news about a similar. (laughs) Come back, come back? Sure. Uh, whatever the word is for it, I got some news about a similar thing that's happening. A long-canceled TV comedy that's been greenlit for a return. Yeah, that look you're giving me? That is the correct one. Snavely's is coming back. <laughs> you're not far off. Faulty Towers is coming back. My immediate thought was just start hitting my head into the microphone. <laughs> because it's not going to work. It's no, not going to work. it's so not going to work. It's not going to work. Please so not stop. Gonna work. Please stop. Especially because, much like how the only person who seems to be coming back for Frasier is the one guy who, like, politically we don't really support from the show, John Cleese has become one of those, like, you can't make any jokes to these days kind of people. And I'm like, I don't need a new John Cleese thing. John Cleese is also an old man. Yeah, but there's other people from Monty Python who aren't like that. Like, sure. Eric Idle is not the guy who's like... Uh, I mean, maybe... Okay, so if Eric, I'm not saying Eric Idle isn't saying that, but also half of Monty Python skits are just... Oh, I'm not saying they are Inappropriate, yeah. like... I'm just saying Eric Idle is the guy who now is like, there's no point in complaining about people not laughing at your jokes, because that just means your jokes are bad. Like... Mm-hmm. Whereas John Cleese is complaining that people aren't laughing at your jokes because you aren't when allowed to tell jokes seems, anymore. This seems like an attitude from 10 years ago. No one's still talking about jokes right now. 
<laughs> yeah, except John Cleese is. I, <laughs> Um, I know. I, I I agree. It feels like an old attitude, but people. Well, are- you know, when your internet's still using dial-up, I guess <laughs> it takes a while to get the get on the bandwagon. Yep, but you can still get the return right, of the- your seventies TV show greenlit. So, and, but is John Cleese like in control of this? Yes. Oh, starring John Cleese, written by John Cleese well, and his oh! daughter. But okay, but is it going to be an American? No, version? it's it's Faulty Towers. So, oh, I'm saying okay, but now I feel totally different about this. <laughs> okay, you didn't. Well, I'm saying one, like Fraser you coming back. did not make any of this clear, and also I am in a very jokesy mood, <laughs> and I think that I. You started talking about reboots and this and confused me. I had no idea what the heck you were talking about. And I thought you were going to talk about Frasier's coming back. Suddenly, Faulty Towers is coming back. But I thought you meant like they rebooted doing another American version. You're like, no, they're just bringing back the British version. And I don't. I'm curious how that will do. Like they're bringing back. The original one? Are they doing that so then they have more episodes for the American one to reboot? <laughs> They're like, hey, 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 the show. Maybe. It could be. It's fresh in your mind. It could be. It could be. There's a different episode you could reboot. Okay, so how much to... When do the new Mr. Bean start coming out? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, like, they were still making... They made, like, Mr. Bean movies and things, so it's like... Like, multiple of them, so it's not like that one entirely ever stopped. Whereas, you know, there hasn't been technically new actual Faulty Towers in, like, 40 years. And now it's gonna come back. Yeah, at a <laughs> most relevant time. Yeah, exactly. Where people are... Faulty Towers would have closed uh-huh. during the pandemic. <laughs> yep, for they sure. They would not have been able to stay open. Uh-huh. Or maybe they would have only been able to stay open, in quotes, because people are living there. Mm -hmm. And so it is the home for those people. Yeah. So in that way, maybe, yes. Maybe. It's the same old dusty folks living there. (laughs) They're all like bones now, and it's like like Norman Bates kind of like... (laughs) He's just psycho situation. He's just puppeting him around like in Home Alone. Like, okay, I thought you were gonna say Weekend of Bernie's, but yeah, <laughs> okay. You would not know that this is a podcast about not you know Fraser. It's not about Fraser. It's uh-huh. not about uh, Faulty Towers. No, but it kind of was. It, it kind of was. was. Yeah. So it's relevant, but it also we're t- gonna talk about you know the unforgettable and humans. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yep. That's the show, Unforgettable in Humans. So, pretty easy writer and director section for this one. Writer, Scott Buck. He wrote the last episode. Listen to that one if you want to know other stuff. There's literally no transition from what we were talking about, and then you're like... No, you just said, it's not about that, it's about the Inhumans, so I'm getting into the thing. Alright, let's get into the the thing. So the writer in that, this, Scott Buck. He wrote the last one. I already told you the stuff he wrote. The director in this episode... Rorene, who I'm probably still mispronouncing. He wrote, he directed the last one. Same guy. 
it's the same guy for both. So that bit was easy. So now we should go into the content warnings, and I think we both have the same one. You may have more, but my one is just, there's like remarkably serious uh, a bit of police brutality in this for a kind of, in this kind of ridiculous show, the police, the police beating up Black Bolt is pretty like just serious and real and upsetting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you had any others, but that's the one that stands out to me as like one of the more upsetting things I've seen on these shows in like the way that it's very real. I mean, there's a lot of manipulative behavior that happens on the show mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. Did you have any others for that? Okay. No. Okay. But yeah, that was like, it was a pretty serious one, so I want to make sure we mentioned it. All right, so I guess I'll jump into the recap. <sighs> yep. <laughs> this is going to be another 45 minutes. I, I'm, I try, I try. There's just a lot happens in these, and there's a lot that like has to be said, and then also I... Okay, the like, longer Dave's recap, the less good the show? Is that true? Oh, you mean the show, not the podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I, like, I don't oh, mean the podcast no. episode no i like as far as the comedic aspect of your retelling of the episode uh -huh. i'm a fan but as far as there is too much plot happening i don't mm -hmm. write notes really because mm -hmm. this doesn't need this is not a nuanced show that i have a lot to say about it's more like well, that was horrifying, and that was kind of funny. Oh, I didn't like that at all. I mean, these are plot deaths. Concrete. That's uh, my thought. Concrete. Yes, there's concrete. a lot of concrete. Yes. Well, it's moon rock, I'm assuming. Yeah, but you use the moon rock to make concrete. Yeah, but is it called something else? No, uh, concrete's actually made of a lot of different types of rock, so it would probably still be called concrete. Okay, do you think we've used moon rocks to make concrete? Cause <gasps> I'm going to guess no. I'm going to say 100% yes. <laughs> there might be, like, one thing where they, like, used a tiny bit of moon dust in a thing. Like, Dude, mixed it in. what about the existence of Arizona, man? <laughs> just, the, just the whole state? Mm -hmm. The entire existence of the state? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One big comet. <laughs> One big comet. I mean, I'm not going to say we haven't ever used any material that started on the moon, but nothing that we intentionally brought from I the mean, moon. I mean, what's going to make a horse super than the moon, <laughs> than some rock falling from the moon, and uh -huh. thus you get a comet? Uh-huh, uh-huh. From Arizona. Uh -huh. Yep, yep, that's fair. That's fair. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's all good points. Briscoe reference for everyone that did not listen to The Adventures of Briscoe County, a show uh -huh. that is much better than the one we're watching <laughs> Yes. Agreed. Okay, I'm going to jump into my recap. But uh. it doesn't have Comet the Wonder Horse. <laughs> no, because that is a... DC character. There's no tanks. <laughs> Alright, so at the start, 
In a slight mix-up that I'm blaming entirely on Lockjaw's geolocation being calibrated for the moon and not Earth, and not at all on him not being the best, most loyal boy, our four heroes are all on Oahu but nowhere near each other. The only one who blames Lockjaw is Karnak, so I hate Karnak now. Luckily, it seems the show does too. But before we get there and see why the show hates Karnak, we first see Black Bolt, who's teleporting- We don't know who Karnak is. Karnak is the guy, the, the nearly omniscient guy who, with, a, with the face tattoos. Oh, uh, the, okay, the person that did a cool kick and that <laughs> seemed like they were dead- but weren't actually dead. They were calculating yeah. it with their special powers. Yeah. The move they should actually do. Yes. They cannot can... rewind time no. to make themselves undead, but it seems like some other characters can. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um no doubt some <laughs> some kind of thing happens. Yes, agreed. So, yeah, we'll get there. But yes, it does seem that way. But before we get to any of that, we see Black Bolt, who is teleported to the middle of a street that was packed with people who are so bad at driving, they swerve right to avoid him and then crash into cars that were on in the lane to their left. That's just how far they swerve. They swerve so hard that they swerve back around to the opposite lane and get into an accident and then blame Black Bolt for it. That, that wasn't Black Bolt's fault. You were as far from that crash as you could be, and you made it happen. Black Bolt, despite living on a technologically advanced moon base with sky holograms, is perplexed by a cell phone camera and runs away from the scene. From there, we jump back to the moon, and we see Lockjaw finally managing to go check on Crystal, who has had enough time since Lockjaw teleported Black Bolt to Earth and back for Maximus and the guards to stick her in that weird cerebral room, leave, come back, catch Lockjaw, all while they were just standing in the road for a couple seconds. Instead of yelling that they should just go somewhere, uh, Crystal tries to give Lockjaw some long detailed instructions, which gives another one of the guards who has a power nullifying glow hands time to make Lockjaw go nap-nap. On the plus side, the way Lockjaw's jowls wiggle when he snores is adorable. Then we see Medusa on Earth, and she finally thinks to try and call Black Bolt on her comlink, which finally brings to mind the question of why they still have audio-only communications devices when the king they're trying to talk to can't speak out loud. Black Bolt allows Medusa to hear some cars nearby, which is how she figures out that she needs to get back to the nearest city. Uh, luckily, there's a bus of tourists nearby that doesn't check any manifest unless you're just sort of walk on. They don't check a man. There's not a bus manifest. There is a bus manifest. There is not. There is, or at least a head there count. Is a, there is not. No, if you're like in a school group together i will die on this hill <laughs> i'm the one that said it and i will die on this hill there they wouldn't let anyone on i'm just saying i would have been like excuse me driver i think that this lady came from out of the nowhere hills <laughs> and maybe there's a story there <laughs> maybe but i'm sure it won't matter until six months later <laughs> <laughs> to maybe two years when it's relevant and it's finally being investigated. <laughs> right. And then there'll be a Netflix special about it. <laughs> um, think more like in five years after that. <laughs> True. Anyway, moving out. Uh, while she gets on the bus, a man is peeling an apple. This feels silly and irrelevant. Remarkably, it's not. This will come up later. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh! Yep, there it is. 
There it is. Anyway, so now that Medusa and Black Bolt know that each other are alive and on Earth, we go back to Karnak, who is so physically skilled and adept at seeing probabilities that he can map out entire fights before they happen, like he's Jet Li and or Donnie Yen in the movie Hero. This near-omniscient being with superhuman reflexes takes three steps down the cliffside where Lockjaw left him before stepping on some loose earth, falling ridiculously far, and bonking his head on a tree root. Luckily, as we know, as we've seen from the first episode, that's going to be just a sign that he's mapped out all of the probabilities and he's going to find himself back at the top of the hill and know not to go down in that direction and not fall and bonk his head. Or at least it should be what happens, but instead, that's just what actually happened. He just didn't do any of that stuff and he just fell and hit his head and that's what you get for insulting Lockjaw. Okay, look. (laughs) You'll find... In the report that two weeks ago, that Maximus might have taken some life insurance out. <laughs> it sure does seem that way. And then, whoopsie, yep. fell off a cliff. Yep. Whoops. It, this sure does feel like the story of Maximus taking out some life moon insurance on Karnak. Speaking of the moon and Maximus... Back on the moon, Maximus is trying to get Crystal to join him, and is surprised when she won't, just because of the little thing where he staged a coup and tried to kidnap her whole family, and, like, (laughs) that's all? That's the only reason? He thinks that she should join him because Crystal's parents would hate that she's not on the side of the royals that they hated, but, like, her sister married one of them, so Crystal's probably dealt with all the cognitive dissonance of that whole deal already. That's sure, mm-hmm. been a thing for a yeah, long time. Yeah, everyone just deals with that stuff, just like right, right. They always know what that means and know how to deal with it, or know that there's something to deal with. And we're all just like that. I'm just saying, she's probably thought about this before. I doubt it. Or not. When your hair is that cool, why would you? <laughs> A fair point. You got places to be, and you got a doggo that can take you there. (laughs) True. Very true. Back on Earth, Gorgon has decided to take the same tactic to find Triton that Michael used to find Walt in Lost, by yelling vaguely in the direction of the ocean and hoping he'll just show up. He then continues with Michael's excellent search and rescue. Instead, a sexy merman. (laughs) You rang. I'm now imagining Lurch is the sexy merman. Yes, that's it. Anyway. Nothing (laughs) sexy Lurch this year for Halloween. (laughs) Sexy merman Lurch. Okay, well, (laughs) sure. I don't know what kind of fish that is. I don't know either, but I'm looking forward (laughs) to seeing that outfit from all of you. Anyway, Gorgon continues to use Michael's same excellent search and rescue techniques by then just sort of walking into the ocean (laughs) because Triton might be there and hoping he'll just sort of come across him. I thought he was having memories of him there. He was having memories of him falling off of the cliff nearby. Yeah, so I think he was like looking for him. But he just sort of walks into the ocean. Okay, He's- look, sometimes we don't make sense when we're emotionally entangled with emotions. Fair. It just, it turns out that Triton and his hoof legs and his okay, moon no, gravity muscles aren't really great at swimming. A real swimming. question. A uh-huh. real, yeah, real question, actually. Uh-huh. Are hooves good on, on sand or not? 
No, no, they'd be real. They'd be pretty bad on sand, I would imagine. And like, can he swim? Like, like if he was taught to swim, could he swim? Like with uh, leg? Does I mean the thing is, uh, uh, do, horses can swim. Okay, but it's not. He's not like a horseman, right? I'm saying it's not impossible to swim when you have hooves. Is the point that I'm making? Okay, but one. He grew up on the moon, so this is a thing that isn't really being acknowledged here, but that means he would have There's muscles for one-sixth on gravity and has never been in a body of water. Because as they say, there are no rivers, there are no, like, big bodies of water. And he's just decided to walk into the ocean. I also don't understand why they don't have an Earth Studies class, but you have to, like, <laughs> finish your recap before uh, I can talk about Earth Studies. Yeah. Gorgon! Gorgon! <laughs> yeah, so Gorgon is immediately gonna drown, uh, but luckily some surfers find him and rescue him. Meanwhile, remember Louise, the lunar rover driver? Well, she's back, and she is the most realistic character on the show, an intelligent scientist who's the only person who knows what's going on, but is treated like an idiot and fired because she's a woman and pretty. Louise saw Lockjaw's energy signatures coming from the moon and headed toward Oahu, and she thinks that might have something to do with the destruction of the rover. Her boss does not care. Her boss thinks she's crazy and believes her of duty, so she goes on a little vacation. That just happens to be in Hawaii. Back to stupid, stupid Karnak, who I hate. He wakes up after getting bonked on the head, and his abilities give him a clear path to take that basically just says, Go a direction, king, maybe, that way? And that's that's it. That's his whole story. And he ends up going in a circle and finding his way back to where he bonked his head. This whole episode, that's all that happens to him. It feels like they've just sort of taken his abilities out of the story for this episode. Back to Adelan, and Maximus's sexy rogue assassin brings Crystal her lunch, which Crystal blasts apart with her finger guns that I guess she has. Uh, and that makes Oron, the sexy rogue assassin, uh, drop her comm link. Crystal, who is apparently so strategic that she outwitted the guy who can see all future probability states and should be able to outthink anyone, doesn't realize that Oren dropping the comm link is a trap, and immediately calls Medusa, giving Oren a Maximus Medusa's location. Medusa realizes this and smartly smashes her comm link to ensure no one can find her. She smashes it while she's still on the bus and it's still traveling, so the last thing they would know is where she was, wherever when the bus gets... was when she smashes it. But it doesn't get smashed. Oh, she smashes it. I know, but then it seems unsmashed. Yeah, I'm getting to that. <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, Which she's... is not how hangovers work. <laughs> it's not. So, back on the beach with Gorgon and the surfers, uh, we find the tough, battle-hardened head of the Royal Guard uh, annoyed to be sitting around waiting for a transport, but he's going to keep doing that until the chill surfer dudes, who just want to help out, Suggest maybe he should pick a fight with Maximus himself, and then they'll stick around and join the fight. Which Gorgon never thought of. Back to Maximus on the moon, he sends Oren to Earth to either capture or kill the royal family. But, you know, definitely kill half of them. Or whatever. Go wild. Do whatever she feels like doing. Without having Lockjaw to transport her, how's she gonna get to Earth? Turns out, by being transported by magic face in a rock wall that makes space portals and has a family of other rock face people, I guess, is implied. Things like this are why people make fun of comic book movies. The face rock wall thing teleports her to some ruins. What's the face rock's name? 
Did you not write that down anywhere? I wrote it. I wrote it down later in my notes, but not in the recap. It was like DJ Adrock, something like that. I don't. It was something like that, but it's not. I can't remember his name. I have to find it later in my notes. I've already dissociated twice. <laughs> I've been thinking about Muppet Babies. <laughs> I haven't been. Eldrack. See, it is like DJ Adrock. It's Eldrack. No, it's not. I want to know this wall story. Okay. I want to know this wall story too. Come on, <laughs> like I love him. He's like, no, I don't like it. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It hurts me. I'm a wall. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm a wall with a face. Leave me alone. And also. Were you imagining his other family was also walls? Because yeah. I was. Yeah. She says that if he doesn't, like, cooperate, he's going to bring his family to him in pieces. She's going to bring his family to him in pieces. Okay, but that doesn't mean, Dave, did you literally... Okay. okay it sounded to me mean... like she meant, like, other rocks. Okay, I'm sorry. Other... People say that about people's bodies as well. There was something about like, the way she worded it that felt to me like she meant literal rocks. I was imagining pieces, actual rocks. Unless she said rock pieces, filament, I don't know, sediment. <laughs> I don't know rock names. Little rocks. Sand. Sand blasted. Yeah. It gets everywhere. It's... I'm just saying, there's something about the way she worded it that, to me, meant rocks. Um, literally, have you watched any mafia movie? I'm saying... They're like, I'm gonna bring it back in pieces. I know. I'm saying That's my mafia guy voice. I, I'm not... I don't know why I'm not getting hired for more gigs, honestly. <laughs> I don't either. I'm saying there's something about the specific wording she used, used there that made me think she meant actual rocks. She says nothing about rocks. Also. I don't know if he is a rock. He's a wall with a face. You know, he's... Why well, assume he's a rock? He could be anything. He could be anything. I know. I'm just he saying... He could be banana. I don't know what he the, is. The show... The, judging by everything I know he just from the like show... He also, like, is a portal. Yeah. I don't know. None of this makes any sense. I'm just saying he seems like a rock wall that makes space portals w and has a face. Like you mean that, that song? <laughs> like somebody's watching me? Yeah, rock I wall? mean, it's probably like the freaking <laughs> yeah. like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, rock wall. Rock, rock yeah. wall? <laughs> it is rock wall, but I was yes. playing along with what yes. you were saying. Yes. And then... I got double, I double confused myself. You just <laughs> yeah. erase all this to make me look smart. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, it seems like you're not going to do that specifically no, because I said that. Wait, so we'll we'll ignore see. all those parts. <laughs> you have not heard any mistakes. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Anyway. So DJ Adrock teleports Oran to some ruins in Oahu, uh, and when one of the rocks in that those ruins shifts slightly, she shoots him a bunch of times. I guess I think that's what happens in that scene. I didn't understand what was going on. What in what scene? She walks into the portal, appears in some ruins, and then a rock shifts slightly, and she pulls out her gun and blasts it a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, because she was teleported inside the rock. So she's blasting it away from her legs, right? 
I thought it was just sort of a rock shifted when she got there. No, it was around her. Oh, like she teleported in it. I did not it. understand that that was what was happening. I don't, okay. okay. I'm not saying it made sense. I'm uh-huh. saying that is how I interpret it. Okay. I thought it was because clearly there was like some idea that this rock might do something to hurt her. And this in my is, mind. Okay. We're either going to start just talking about the show when you're doing the recap or you're doing the recap and then we talk about the show so just shut it do do the recap okay (laughs) all right so then we're back to medusa who having smashed the comm link as soon as the bus stops she rushes off the bus as soon as it gets to its destination (laughs) so she can run away and get as far away from it as possible so oran will have no idea where she is and will never find her the tourist gift shop right yeah, she's just gone. They'll never find her. Then we jump straight back to Black Bolt, who now understands, because pictures that were taken of him and such, he needs new clothes, so he goes to a golf apparel shop to get a new outfit, but what he doesn't understand is that he needs to pay for it, so after he gets it, he walks out without paying, breaks a card's arm, and immediately gets a three-star wanted level. This is where the upsetting scene happens, where he is badly beaten by police officers in a way that, like, they probably wouldn't do to this privileged white dude. But yeah, they definitely try to, like, beat him to death for shoplifting. And then this becomes the second most realistic depiction of some serious societal problems in this episode, only made less realistic by the fact that when Black Bolt accidentally lets out a tiny sound and annihilates a police cruiser, the cops don't all run away to protect themselves. Too real? Let's jump back to the freaking moon! Maximus meets with that definitely psychic boy from the last episode who tells Maximus that the genetic council is planning Maximus's death. So, Maximus responds by cornering the council with the royal guard to make it clear that he will murder them all if they cross him. Then he goes to Crystal's apartment to try and get her on his side again, pointing out that Crystal's parents were killed by Black Bolt's parents, which are, all, which are also his own parents, because her parents were anti-royals, which means they were also against him. So get on his side. Because her parents hated him. I think Maximus must be adopted. I don't think he is. Okay, no, but who... No, Crystal is Medusa's sister. Right. Maximus is... Is Black Bolt's brother. brother. Which means Medusa and Crystal's parents hated the royal family. Died because... He literally says because of Black Bolt... they weren't the royal family. They were. Black Bolt family was okay but we haven't seen the part where medusa and black bolt get together because we know something happens to black bolt where he ends up in the thing and medusa's like i'm not scared of you Mm -hmm. i'm queen amidala (laughs) i will birth the twins that will cause much confusion (laughs) yes yeah but maximus literally says like your parents were killed by my parents because they tried to stop my parents. Anything that Maximus says uh-huh. is <laughs> manipulative garbage. Oh, I agree. I just think this manipulative garbage also doesn't make sense. No, I. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing makes sense when you're locked up on concrete on the moon. <laughs> that is a fact. Back to Hawaii Five O. The. Cops are giving. Welcome, Jano. Thank you. 
The cops are giving Black Bolt a hard time because he hasn't spoken, which means Black Bolt's powers have accidentally made him the only TV character to ever act the way they should act around the police, which is don't talk if you don't have a lawyer around. Then we see Oron wandering aimlessly around Oahu, somewhere near the last place where Medusa's comlink was working, but she doesn't find anything at all because Medusa smashed it nowhere near her final destination. Just kidding, she finds her way straight to the bus where the driver is still sitting. She breaks the driver's neck and goes straight for the comm link, which means Medusa broke it for no reason. Luckily, as we saw, even though Oren was able to find the comm link, Medusa ran off the bus so she could get super far away from it and not get immediately caught by this Terminator. So she's nowhere to be found. Ha! That also didn't happen. Medusa was just chilling at the end of the bus, waiting for Oren to go to the broken comm link and murder- On the outside. On the outside waiting outside the bus for Oren to go find this broken comlink and murder this innocent bus driver before tackling her and just, like, having a fist fight. She just let this guy die. Just like, yeah, she's gonna find it. Meaning she didn't need to she break it. She doesn't care about humans. Did, doesn't care at all. Nope. She doesn't. Yeah, no, I mean, true. Anyway, she doesn't have her hair power, she just has, like, a fist fight. And by fist fight, I mean stab fight, because of how Medusa stabs the crap out of Oren with the knife that guy was using to peel the apple earlier. Remember that? It was relevant. <laughs> the apple thing it mattered <laughs> anyway did you stab the apple guy for the knife <laughs> no she was sitting next to him on the bus we see her glance down at it after she notices her hair in the reflection in the in the oh. during the tunnel she glances down and notices the knife in his little knife holster yeah, and, she, and steals it totally... before leaving the bus do they let you have a knife on the bus probably Anyways. probably anyway Medusa stabs Oren a bunch in the stomach, and then just leaves the knife in her, I guess because she's hoping Oren will survive, because if she wanted her to die, she would take the knife out so she would bleed out. But she leaves it in, and then she takes Oren's comm link just long enough to call Black Bolt and give him a motivational speech while he's getting a mugshot, <laughs> and then drops the comm link again next to Oren, because she wants Oren to be like a villain who continues to survive and be a danger on this show and a threat yeah it's like when you roll on your back on the beach and you just <laughs> scream into the air and just blast your gun and like oh i can't do it i can't kill my best friend yeah yeah it's exactly like that sometimes you can't do it because it's too complex and uh -huh. also because you need it to work for the plot <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly Anyway, back at Hawaii Five O, Black Bolt shows that he can get out of the handcuffs whenever he wants, which he needs to do anyway in order to finally be able to talk to them because he uses sign language. What I, which is also again an interesting commentary about how cops probably end up dealing with people who need to use sign language to communicate. Then he starts cooperating, so it turns out he wasn't actually being smart about how you interact with the cops. He just couldn't talk with them until he got his handcuffs off. So then he gets the darkest mugshot ever, and then gets put in a cell. Back on the moon, Maximus gives another speech that I actually can't fully disagree with, despite the fact that he's, you know, a power-hungry monster, which is all about just helping the disenfranchised poor to be free from the shackles of labor. It's nice when you say that to uh -huh. further your own self. Yeah. I think he does not care about these I people. I agree. I think he's using them for his own oh, yeah. gain. For sure. Yes, absolutely. Is my guess. I don't know. I absolutely think that. Yes. I think that he should get everyone on board to make a cute dog bed. 
<laughs> just the cutest dog bed. I agree. And the good boy can get lots of good pets. Agreed. Just so many. So many <laughs> little belly rubs. Yep. Agreed. Then, finally, back on Earth, we see Oren in, like, a dumpster. Like, wake up, take the knife out, in the hopes of... I guess she's hoping to bleed out, but instead she heals... It's in the heals. back of a truck, and it's not a dumpster. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're right. I, I legitimately remembered it being a dumpster, but now you say that, and you're right. It was a back of a truck. And she just sort of heals up her own wounds, because I guess... The Queen of Adelan didn't know that one of the top-ranking people in the Royal Guard had that ability, so she just sort of heals up her own wounds, and then T-1000 walks out of the scene, roll credits. Yep. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs in a direction. Um. As in, I don't know if they're up. I don't know if it's thumbs. I was referencing Terminator, so excuse you oh, oh, okay. for not... You are just... That's a different Terminator. That's why I get confused. You're a different Terminator. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, this whole episode is just about comlinks. Mm -hmm. And how... Okay. I don't understand anything. <laughs> why don't... Why didn't the people that went to the moon before explain how Earth works? Why does no one know how Earth is? I and why is the Earth... When did they go there? Why? Like... I think it's been a few generations. But I'm sorry. On the 100, they had Earth studies. And I think you have <laughs> Earth studies. Even, like, hobbits knew about other groups of people that weren't themselves. And the hobbits literally never left home. <laughs> they were like, True. yeah, we eat like 17 times a day, do a dance, raise <laughs> kids, is hopping over here, and we like it that way. Yeah. But Medusa knows what traffic is, and we see that they can watch TV feeds from Earth, so they should it's understand- not, I don't- there's literally the- no thought. Yeah. Like, a spring- no. The- tiniest thread of thought went into this because mm -hmm. yeah you're right i didn't think about how medusa is on the phone on the like calm link being like tell me you're a live black bolt and also can crystal hear this can everyone hear this on the calm link no because she called she said in the calm link call black bolt so it's a link specifically to Black Bolt. It's like a phone call to him specifically. But it, okay, we also see they like unfold and have like a GPS. Yeah. So couldn't she have just GPS to Black Bolt? <laughs> you would think. There's so much it seems these can do. And it can hear his heartbeat, but mm -hmm. also we have Fitbits now. Mm -hmm. I mean, how about these things? And this show came out in 2017. Like, those things existed oh, then. Yeah. They didn't have the... They have comm links mm -hmm. and walls that teleport. <laughs> right. And I don't know whatever these crystals are that ch make you have superpowers <laughs> if you're an inhuman, which I don't even know how they know yet. Mm -hmm. And... They have all this, yet zero understanding. So, like, yeah, when did sounds... FaceTime come out? When was FaceTime a thing? Forever ago. Yeah. Forever there was definitely ago. some kind of... Like, humans were... Like, non-MCU Earth people had uh -huh. some way of doing a mobile video call. Like, 2008? Yeah. 2010? 
Yeah, like people were doing mobile video calls way before 2017. Uh-huh. And like the idea that like they just have to be like, I don't know, the a sound from the guy who can't speak. What else can we do from the technologically advanced The problem thing? <laughs> is the writers are not science fiction writers. <laughs> they are screenwriters. They are, I don't know what their background is, uh-huh. but their background isn't being an annoying person that knows about science fiction <laughs> and asks questions that annoy people. You need to have you need to have the um actually person in there in the room yeah. to be like, yo, I love this, but what about this, 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 and this? And we need the answers. Yeah. Every comic book writer the comic book series and movie writer's room needs to have the one person who's like the the pedant in the yes, room. It's yes. you're you're just the resident pedant. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you stay over there. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your corner. Only speak when you're needed. You, you'll you know. Well, my childhood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Maximus is really all like, basically, go to Earth, do a murder. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking... The assassin doesn't need to go there. I don't know anyone's names on the show. Oran's the assassin. Oran? A-U-R-A-N. Oran. I, I need everything like spelled out in front of me. Okay. If you're on Earth long enough, legit, it'll just happen. So, like, <laughs> she doesn't need to go uh, go there. The fact that they're on Earth <laughs> is awful. Mm-hmm. They have almost already died multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. And I mostly didn't write notes for this episode, but I did write wall man, <laughs> exclamation point, because my favorite character in this episode. <laughs> Your favorite character? Yes. It's a wall man. Yeah. All right. What? Swatchov was passed out. I know, and his sleep was so good. It's fine. He did a little like thing with his with his jowls. It was very cute. It was very cute. Look, it's not even a real dog. The jowls are so big and they flop so good. Can you imagine being under there when it dro- dribbled on you? Oh no, you yeah, drown. Ex- exactly. Okay. Anyways, when the assassin gets to Earth and. Opens a comlink and then becomes like a Decepticon <laughs> into the GPS. I was like, "Hold up! Mm-hmm. It is so advanced." Yeah, it's a Samsung Fold that's also a slap bracelet. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly that. Uh huh. Anyways, I'm just saying, Moon Tech is confusing to me, mm-hmm. and that they're not getting. So there's no one from, like, Wakanda that ends up <laughs> being inhuman? I mean, they're... I wouldn't be surprised. It just... Because they have the super special good tech is all. Yeah. Uh, see, that's the thing is, like, the the 
Inhumans, the Terrigen Crystals, all that stuff is never addressed in the MCU. That is a thing that just sort of like only happens in Agents of Shield. Really? And like, so while sometimes MCU like so movie this stuff, this is not what were they doing and thinking? It, so it's the a weird thing where like if you watch Agents of Shield, sometimes. MCU movie stuff will interact with what's happening in the timeline in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff never seems to affect, like, after the first couple of seasons, what's going on in the MCU, and the Terrigen Crystals, and all the Terrigenesis, and the Inhumans, and all that stuff never impacts the movies in any way. But is that an MCU thing? That's... That's a Marvel thing, but it never appears in the actual movies. Oh, okay. So, so it's I, a thing from the comic book, so people would know what this is. People who know the comics would know... I think know, people were excited for Inhumans, I thought. I think some people were, and they tried to get a lot of hype for it. Like, this episode was... This episode, specifically, was shown in, like, IMAX theaters for, like, a few weeks before it actually premiered, like, on TV. You People bought Weird. tickets to go see this in IMAX. Um... That explains why this episode's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, problematic. Yeah. But also, let's talk about Black Bolt getting a suit. <laughs> One, uh-huh. why is he why is he shopping to ELO? We couldn't get anyone else. We couldn't get any other songs. We went to ELO. I feel like that's something to do with maybe the writer. Of Maybe. this being a thousand years old, picking ELO. Uh, but also, I love this song. I'm not saying the song isn't good. Mm-hmm. And also, I cannot understand this man's looks <laughs> on his face, which yeah. should be no surprise, actually. So, is he emoting good or not? I. It's hard to say. I'm just like, I think you're surprised, but he seems surprised a lot. <laughs> so it's funny. It, it occurs to me, I, I don't think I fully understood until watching this how much of being able to emote well involves you being able to separate your lips. And he is so, so never does that. I think because it's so easy to sort of like let sound escape if you do that, that like, it definitely throws yes! off your ability to emote if you can't separate your lips. Like, I think, but even if there was, <sighs> yeah, and that's the thing, like, when we're all wearing masks, you're just seeing someone's eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, slow blinks get you a lot of places. I was just gonna say i know um <laughs> eyebrows though eyebrows steve mm-hmm. has a whole language <laughs> uh-huh so you should have been teaching black Bolt that uh, i guess okay yeah. so um i want to say very nice at the suit store actually very nice yeah they were like oh sir you look nice not from here i see mm-hmm. um no problemo i'll get the suit for you yeah looks well, she's fantastic. just like oh you don't speak english i'll just help you out i can help you out without needing you to be able to speak the same i know this is great and then his response is to break a guy's arm I, for trying I, to make him pay i don't understand this because yeah. that's upsetting the yeah. like why does he do that? Yeah. And then... Because, again, he, if 
Medusa understands traffic, the sound of traffic, then they must know enough to understand currency and, like, paying for stuff. They have a caste system. How do they not understand the rich versus poor, like, and paying for things? He's not the king of Earth. The problem is, a hundred years ago, (laughs) Uh I don't know if I understand the things that were going on a hundred years ago, Dave. But I'm saying they clearly, if they understand traffic, they understand the idea of a store and currency and things like that. They understand you can't just take stuff. You don't have currency on the moon? But they know enough about Earth. To understand Do cars. I know, because they don't want to go to Earth. The only one that does is Maximus, and he's the only one not going, which is weird. I know. I'm saying Black Bolt knew to make her hear the sound of traffic and know, knew that Medusa would be like, oh, those are cars and stuff. Did he? No, I think, like, she heard that. No, he holds it up to help, because she's like, where are you? And he holds the the comm link up so he'll hear the traffic she'll this hear the show traffic. is so inconsistent it's really inconsistent okay anyways when maximus has this whole like confronting the council after he has the meeting again with that boy who's mm-hmm. like i have an i had a vision mm-hmm. and Grenosia. then yes and then he brings a bunch of gun boys with him uh-huh. to you know his army i guess yeah to threaten the council do, do they does he actually kill them no he just makes it very clear that like hey i'm watching you and i know not only am i watching you i definitely killed the head of your council i will kill the rest of you I, it's it's very ramsey bolton i like, <laughs> it's so i think that the show went too hard into the violence aspect of this mm-hmm. without there's no payoff or relief from that. There's mm-hmm. no... I don't... I feel bad for Black Bolt, but mm-hmm. I also don't... I'm not really rooting for Black Bolt either. Right. And, I mean, I agree with what Maximus seems to be saying around the edges. Uh-huh. But that we know he is lying. Mm-hmm. I I know he's not saying the truth. Yeah. And that he's being deceptive for his own gain. So it's like I don't really like anyone, but of course like I don't think the answer is going to Earth and Earth is gonna fix everything. We're seeing the juxtaposition of that right now. Like mm-hmm. Earth makes you free, everything's unfree, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, black bolt isn't prison what was he even charged with what blowing up the 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 police cruiser well i think it's existing first it's shoplifting and then when he resists arrest and and assaults the police officer like there are valid charges but also like wouldn't they have given him a lawyer why didn't they give him like a piece of paper to write why didn't they? I got a lot of thoughts about why they didn't do any of those things. But... I mean, okay, but I not everyone is just like not every police place can be like just not following through. There's got to be protocol that some are following somewhere. Maybe, but I, okay, 
I think the show is trying to make a point about. I, but mm, I don't know if it's doing a good I job. I don't know if it's doing a good job either. And I also do not feel qualified in yeah. saying if it's doing a good job. And mm-hmm. I do feel somewhat like yikes about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I also think that there's interesting elements to the show, but mm-hmm. it's also just not hitting. It's not I, like, I mean, there's hitting happening. Uh, yeah. I think I just actually because of something you said. I think I figured out something important about why the show doesn't work. Like what's missing here is comic relief. Yes, because I so I love Agents of the Shield, right? And this is definitely a spinoff of that. And I so I recently started watching from like started watching it from the beginning because I I I haven't and like this show made me want to watch it and it's like. In, like, very early episodes, like, there's a lot of action and things going on, but then you have things like the character of, of like, Fitz suggesting, like, maybe we could get a little trained monkey to do the mission. He could go in and with his little, little, little paws, he'd be able to reach in and do these things and all this stuff. And I was like, this is a hilarious little moment. Okay, that's a weird thing for that character to say. Right, but he's trying to come up, he's trying to come up with, like, alternative ideas. That is adorable. Right. And I'm like... This show is missing the person. No, who's there's no gonna... one funny on yeah. the show except one. I really like Gorgon, and we're not sure. seeing enough of Gorgon. Yeah. And I know you hate that one character. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking about how much I hate him, but like because he was mean about Lockjaw. Like that was more of a joke about that, the more um, than me actually hating him. And then Lockjaw is hilarious. <laughs> Do you see the way his lip ruffled? Like, I love him, but he's not, yeah, he's not funny. He's not comic relief, um, but I love him. Is he not? He's also I mean, he's not a funny real. little guy. He's a funny little guy. Look at his little, like, his little, his little jowls going, that is funny, but it's not comic relief. His funny little jowls going, I do love it. But he's, he's not Fitz. Fitz is also adorable. <laughs> Does his lip go? I wouldn't be surprised if there was a thing where he gets knocked out by some sort of like sleeping gas, and then he does a little like, like some sort of like adorable sleep thing. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened before he gets sad. So, and he's still um, funny then. There's okay. I wrote in my notes. Why would Moon people be so naive? (laughs) Uh huh. They're just. I don't understand. I don't understand what they don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> uh huh. About which bits? Just all of it. Oh Just yeah, why? yeah. Why? Yeah. Everyone gets dropped off in a random field in the middle of nowhere. Two. Uh-huh. Okay. There's a big fight going down in the parking lot <laughs> where no one is. Literally, no one uh-huh. shows up. No one's like, "Oh my gosh, there are people fighting." Mm-hmm. There can be no one around, and suddenly there's seventy people around taping you having a fight Uh there's no way this fight can happen and also what is this vintage truck from like (laughs) 1940s full of old vegetables doing there it conveniently Uh rolled up to have the assassin fall into Uh and i was shocked when she jumped up from behind the bus Mm -hmm. medusa's just like hiya i got you Uh uh-huh and I'm like, no, why are you still here? Yeah, what are you doing? Everything you did was to everything not be here. Everything is so stupid. I don't <laughs> understand this. I 
I hate the show so much, <laughs> but I I also want to keep watching because I want to know. Uh huh. I want to know. Uh-huh. Everything is so bad, but it's like a train wreck, uh-huh. and it's trying to do something. And I like this episode so much better. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like Medusa. Uh huh. I do like Black Bolt more because they gave him a funny song. Uh huh. They gave him a funny song, a funny little moment. Mm -hmm. But they did try to make all the stuff happening at the police thing be funny. Yeah. But. Well, also being upset. It's like both upsetting and funny. It's weird. (sighs) It's. I feel like it's tone deaf. And like. I also think it's kind of funny when they're like. Prayer goes away is cooperating. Because I feel mm-hmm. like they're supposed to be bumbling, but it comes across as just being like, this is real yikes and yeah. scary. Yeah. And, but then he goes over there and like no one follows him. He's just by himself yeah. and he could just like run away if he wanted. Right. He He's cooperating like, so he can talk on his moon Fitbit and nobody cares. Nobody I know, minds. But then he go. they take it away. He mm-hmm. goes. The thing is, like, he could just yell no and just blast the whole place apart. Sure, yeah. There's no reason. He doesn't he need already, to be co- like, cooperating went, with anything. Yeah, he listened to, like, Nirvana's Nevermind once, <laughs> yelled at his parents, and, like, they were <laughs> turned into specs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have a lot to say about this episode. I don't I don't know if I have a lot that we haven't already talked about. No, like, I, made I definitely you, have some things. I made you shut up at one point. <laughs> I literally said, shut your trap or whatever, and I don't remember what we're talking about. Like, I don't know. I, I'm sure I do have some. We could just talk for 45 minutes about, I don't understand why the comm links work on Earth and the moon. It just doesn't. moon tech. No. Can you hear me now? We know that it's not good. How can that work? But then they don't all have the coolest moon guns. Why don't. Everyone, I don't understand. Well, because they didn't bring, because oh, Gorgon didn't bring a gun because it was a rescue mission and not a, not a, not a revenge mission. He was the only one who was well, going to bring a gun. nothing happened to Gorgon, so is that coming the next episode? I is guess. hanging out the, with a bunch like, of surfers? Which, the, you didn't even talk about that part, and you're like, I, I love the surfers. Well, no, I, that was, that is a thing I want to talk about. There's a couple moments I want to okay. talk about in that, but like, I. I said the plot relevant things that happen with them. There's too many characters that they're trying to keep yeah. tabs on, and they really should have just done. This should have just been Black Bolt and Medusa back and forth. Yeah, and the, then it feels like they're trying to do. Like I keep referencing Lost, but it feels like they're trying to do Lost, where it's like they're trying to do a lot of different storylines simultaneously. Probably, but the hundred t- still did it better, and that was <laughs> agreed. A- agreed. Yes. I love the hundred legitimately. Yeah, I I lo- I'm not saying it's no no problems with oh, that show. No, There's no, tons no, of problems, no, no, lots no, of no, questions. No, no, but no. I I do think they try to come up with answers for questions. Yeah. Oh, maybe they tried not very hard. This sh- I think the hundred tried so much harder than this show. I that doesn't mean they succeeded, but no, they tried but and they believed in it. I I the trying counts for a lot. Yeah. If they told me, th- if they said one throwaway line about the comm links, I'll swallow it up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I, I don't understand. I do have a throwaway line that could explain it. Okay. A tiny throwaway line. It's not about the comm links. Okay, let's hear it. In the f- previous episode, Karnak. The first episode. Yeah. 
Karnak's looking at the moon rover that got destroyed. He's mm-hmm. kind of going through it. It's when the royal guards come down to attack him. Mm-hmm. Right before that happens, he's looking at the... He's he's going through... He's just sort of disassembling the moon rover mm-hmm. that Gorgon smashed. And he's like... He's look, clearly looking at like the batteries like, they're still using lithium? Ugh. And so clearly... So it's he's about com- the batteries? He's commenting that... Earth tech, even the tech that's going to the moon, is still way behind the okay, tech that they are using. He, that means, okay, that means a sort of knowledge of something mm-hmm. that, but they, like I said, they aren't getting Earth studies. They don't seem to know what's going on <laughs> yeah, on Earth. He, I do, he I literally agree. gets to Earth and takes one step and falls off a cliff. Yeah. Like, we just saw that. He should have known that was going to happen. We, we saw that uh, on that third attempt at Faulty Towers. <laughs> what was that called? The There's uh, Snavely's, Miranda's, Mar- Amanda's, Amanda's, not and Miranda. Pain. What? Pain? Yes, Pain. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it was. He was climbing down and then Pain's car fell on him. We didn't see that, but that yeah, knocked down. Yeah, he got like nudged over the <laughs> yeah. edge. <sighs> we just hear pain in the distance like duck just that's yelling it. that in the distance that's it that's it <laughs> All it's probably another marvel character <laughs> didn't we say yeah, that already howard the duck yeah yeah we were talking about that last episode see howard the duck the other who is another marvel character exactly all i'm saying is like so i feel like that comment about like them still using lithium is a sign that like the moon tech is more advanced, which is why the comlinks still work. I don't know. I'm just sort of like, whatever. Marvel com stuff just sort of works in a way that, like, Earth, actual real life Earth comms never do. I so. just think it jumps around too much. The locations don't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And For sure. It would have been better to just. Reel it back. Yeah. Like, like, let's... You can have Black Bolt be arrested and have the same element of things, Mm -hmm. but do the episode a little... I would have done that totally differently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And I think we don't need to see all the stuff with Crystal. We could have had that. We don't need the guy falling off the thing. We don't need that. We could just do that in the next episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Splitting it's like them that up. or those scenes don't need to be as long well you know what i think it is is that like this is fine if like if the show was better you could do this because this is just the first few episodes before they get together i don't know i hate shows that are build up to something <laughs> like you want to watch you just like make a so you had to have an adventure happen on the first episode. Like mm-hmm. I understand they have kind of that because they had the like ceremony with the crystal. Mm-hmm. So at least that what happens this? I guess like it's too jo- it doesn't make sense. It's not like uh-huh. okay, you know what I just realized is yes. another thing that's lacking. Yes. And again, Agents of the Shield is another thing where they do it. But no, I'm saying but lots of shows just do this go, thing. Just go. It doesn't have the one person who doesn't know what's going on. Okay. Shows like this need the one person who's new to the team. 
who's just learning about all this stuff. So they have a reason to explain it and learn it and get this stuff, and they're just sort of like being exposed to to it for the first time because we are that person. And this doesn't have that. That is it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Also, I think they would have been better off doing a show where, like, we see Black Bolt after they get their powers, but how their relationship starts or something, because mm-hmm. I think it would have been better as get teens. There. I think the idea is they were going to get there. Yeah, I just think they should have started there, because, I mean, the WB works. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, Supernatural, like, is still on. Mm-hmm. It's, like, been on for, like, longer than MASH. In right. fact, they fight people <laughs> from MASH on Supernatural. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, in fact, I realized the first episode, the first scene in the first episode features the person that could have been the person being rescued from Earth and brought to the moon to, to, to be the person who introduces all of this. And instead she gets shot, and so does the person who's supposed to bring her there, and so we lose that. Who, who was that? Remember, there was some, like, random inhuman person that Triton was trying to save oh. and she gets killed and so does Triton. She yeah, should have been... been the person who doesn't understand what's going on and is learning about the society. Instead of doing all the sh- bang bangs in the show yeah. of killing everyone, they should have just made it a show about friends. <laughs> sure. Or you set the Maximus coup in season two. But you still need friends. Friends fight better. Yeah. And also, we don't want everyone to be split. You can't have everyone split up forever. No, you gotta have... You can't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's boring. Uh, not we if hate we don't when know this, them. We hate There's... it when the team split up. We don't like it. And also, who cares about... Who cares about them being married and king and queen? Like, come on. Ew. Yeah. I, I honestly... Now I'm thinking about it. This... Episode one of this show was should have been the cliffhanger season finale. Nailed it. Okay, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I feel uh, like, yes, I agree. So that's why I'm like, how can the show keep up this pace? It's actually just going to have to actually get more in depth, and I wish mm-hmm. that they had just done a better job than that from the beginning. Yeah. They don't have a good narrator. They don't have, like, Mac- who cares about Maximus? Right. Black Bolt doesn't speak, and that is actually fine, mm-hmm. but they also could have gone from his narration in his head. Yeah. Like, or- I actually think that would have been interesting, or uh, we could have had it from the point of view of Lockjaw. <laughs> right. That would have been a better... Somebody being taught the rules. Lockjaw at the puppy bowl, right? Oh my god. Except, that would be unfair, just constantly just like zooming back and forth, and it'd be the first time anybody cared about the score of the puppy bowl. He doesn't need to zoom back and forth. (laughs) He would just do it, because that's what he knows. No, he's the size of the field. True, also that. Uh, Did you mean like as a puppy? Yeah. Oh, no, I meant full-size I meant Puppy Lockjaw. I didn't. Puppy Lockjaw, who is still smart enough to understand what he's being told. They're doing the Puppy Bowl on Lockjaw. (laughs) Also that, yes. 
Okay, I'm going to try and just say the few like little moments that I just really enjoyed. Okay. Because I feel like we already, we've solved this show. We solved okay, we what solved was missing. We did it. There was a thing that I really enjoyed when Gorgon is uh, interacting with the surfers. Uh-huh. And a really interesting conversation like between Gorgon and the and the surfers, because the main surfer guy is like, you're one of them. And Gorgon's like, what is it? You're one of them. You're the... Like we, the peop- one person we sent down here got attacked by, you know, humans because humans are all violent or whatever. Then he's like, now I'm just stuck here waiting for somebody to, like come and bring me back. And they're like, back where? And he's like, the moon. And I like that the surfer's response was just cool. And I'm like, this is just such a like, oh, this is like kind of intense conversation. And then he's like, bring you back where? The moon cool and i just liked that like because it's like gorkin gives this look like he knows he knows the response he's gonna get from saying the moon and i liked that the response was the correct one that's but how they should for sure respond yeah I was Wait, just like, has he converse with anyone before i don't like even care i don't care about the logic of this scene Fine. i enjoy it it's, I care about the logic of a lot of this. I don't care about the logic of this scene. I enjoyed this one. I don't care about logic at all. <laughs> it was just a little thing. I was just like, ah, oh, this is fun. I, I like don't this. care if this entire episode was backwards, upside down, or whatever, as long <laughs> as it was entertaining. Yeah. And like, I don't know how a good story. This mm-hmm. is not it. No, it's not. But I enjoyed this little it, moment. I enjoyed this. This is all. Yeah, and what else? Should we talk about 34 more minutes of, like, the Lockjaw's little, like, sleepy lip? <laughs> it's like... I just liked it a bunch. Anyway, no, but... Yes. I mean, yes, we should. Oh, there's another thing. Very shortly after that, when Louise, the scientist at the at the... Who was driving the rover, which, by the way... You can't pilot a rover with just, like, a controller from Earth, because it, it takes a long time for the signal to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. You can't control it that way. So, how do you... Yeah, but Dave, comlinks. They take a long time. From Earth, they would take a long time. Uh-huh, so you have to have a thing on the moon to do it? You... You have a base More, on the you moon. You give it signals. Are you... You give it controls so it could control itself. Okay, but, I mean, that takes so many... V- trips to the moon you would just <laughs> sacrifice so many curbins you have to sacrifice a lot of curbins if you don't know what those are check out kerbal space program or if you're listening to this probably by the time this episode comes out check out kerbal space program 2 which will probably have come out by the time this episode comes out and i'm so excited not- anyway but that's not what this is about but i'm very excited <laughs> um what I was going to say was that Louise is talking about how she's trying to figure out what happened to the rover, and she was like, from that same area, these four energy signals also came towards Earth. It seems to be headed towards Oahu. And her boss, who's about to, like, relieve her of her duties, is like, like, are you suggesting, like, this hoofed creature smashed the rover and then it and three of its buddies are now on Earth? And her response is just, I don't know if they're buddies. And I was like, that's a great response. I know, there's some funny parts of the show. I really liked that. I was like, that's 
That's the comic relief. That's but it. But also, the scientist. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, put her on glasses. Put her on glasses and <laughs> yeah. suit. She's science. Right. Yes. 100%. She blinded me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew. She That's- nearsighted me with science. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. Also, just going back to my thing about how, like, while I do not in any way support Maximus as a character, I kind of get where he's coming from. Him standing I up- don't. I kind of get elements of where he's coming from, and I can't not disagree with certain things about it. When he's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be led by the genetic council. Like, yeah, maybe. Maybe you shouldn't. I got some problems. Um, they have cool... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, maybe I don't fully disagree with you trying to not have the society controlled by the genetic council. I don't have a problem with that on its own, like, in that way. I don't disagree with that. Maybe. But the whole reason they're on Earth is because of genetics. Yeah. I'm not- So... I'm just saying, like... We don't even like each other on Earth. The fact <laughs> no one's going to the moon isn't going to help it. You're not going to suddenly like, oh, you have wings and come with... No, we're, no one's going to like each other because I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying Maximus's, like, take isn't doesn't have its own problems. I'm just saying, like... I also don't disagree with I some think, of the things. I don't think you should be on record saying you like anything Maximus is doing. I am going to say I'm against society being controlled by a genetic council. I'm okay saying that. Maybe I we mean, shouldn't be controlled by me, the genetic council. Me too. I'm comfortable saying that. I'm also comfortable saying Maximus is a monster. We don't know yet. We don't know what his powers are. You know, we actually had this whole conversation about this in the last episode. I'm going to say in the Maximus last of us. is horrible. And I hate him. Also, I don't support I, society being controlled by a genetic council. The only council. thing I hate about him is how like symmetrical this hair is on his <laughs> head. It's yeah. like just so perfect on the moon. Oh, yeah. You can just like get the perfect, most perfectest like gravity. hair and beard combination. It's less just gravity. like perfect. Yeah. Less gravity. Shouldn't your hair be standing up all the time? No, you. It just takes less product. To There's keep it no from... product on the moon. They're so inhumans. Another... Don't need that. Maybe that's his power. <laughs> That was his actual power. His he, actual power, he, just impeccable, yeah. like... He came out of that terragenesis chamber with a perfectly quaffed do. A perfectly sculpted, perfectly quaffed do. Okay. That is his power. Perfectly sculpted beard. Uh-huh. And, and it has never changed. insufferable. Insufferable powers. He is super insufferable. That is his power. Is that just like that's just how it worked? <laughs> Look, powers are very variable. It's a lot of different types of powers. Sometimes you get butterfly wings. Sometimes you get poetry seizures. Sometimes you get perfectly coiffed hair and are really insufferable. That's just 
Most of YouTube, am I right? <laughs> Do we have to like erase that? Is that nope. too mean? No. I really don't. Most of most of YouTube. It's most of YouTube. It's because anyone can make anything on exactly. YouTube. Exactly. It doesn't mean it's the most po- most of the most popular, but it is most of YouTube. Where to now, <sighs> Kangaroo Jack? One last thing. Yes. Because uh, as I'm saying that I don't disagree with that one element, the most like, this is almost like, like this is just like kind of a badass villain moment, I think. That I do not support, but I think is like just a really good villain m- line is when Maximus is confronting the Genetic Council and he's like, I do miss Katang. Do you know what his last words were? Sort of a gurgling, guttural sound. Not exactly words, but I do hope you keep them close to your hearts as you move forward. And I was like, ooh. That's a good villain line. A like, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah, you know who else would say that? Kylo Ren. Yeah. He's kind of Kylo Ren. He's a little bit of Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren grows up and has a beard. <laughs> uh-huh. Does he have Similar? a beard? No. Yeah. No, I meant when he grows up oh, and I see, gets a I see, beard. I see. I'll get you what, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He... Because he doesn't have the perfectly quaffed force beard yet. Right. That we all know from like Obi Wan Kenobi. Luke gets it. Also, uh, Luke gets himself a force beard. This is a playoffs. So <laughs> you know things are getting real. Exactly. They like things are rough. Grow the beard. <laughs> Maximus knows. He's Maximus like, knows. I'm here and I make things bad. Here's my beard. Slap. Let <laughs> me see you slap my beard. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes. Agreed. All right. I think that's the last thing I wanted to say. I think I said everything I wanted to say. Do you have anything else you want to say? Never again. You've... I just no, I just want my last words to be and if you see the slap my beard, not my beard. <laughs> slap the beard. Uh-huh. It's like a slap bracelet <laughs> that mm-hmm. has like fake hair on it. Must <laughs> it's a it's a Samsung beard that's a slap bracelet. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh-huh. Samsung beard. Yeah, it's a new. When the fold didn't work. They came out with the beard. They came with the beard, and we all wear it. We're like, har, har. I don't know why it's covering our mouths. We can't hear anything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense because then we can like have our mask and phone on one. Yeah, uh-huh. come out, come out with that. We're waiting for the beard. <laughs> don't yeah. slap it though. No, you don't no. want to slap it. Well, or unless you can like whap and it slaps around your head, but still holds in place, and it doesn't. But it hurts, right? Hopefully not. I mean, a slap bracelet hurts, Dave. That's like slap part of the phone, fun. A slap phone that slaps around your face would probably hurt a whole bunch, honestly. Yeah, like, no. She's like, bah! oh, God. Why every time? I don't oh. know. You Why sh- did I put this otter box on it? Oh, ow. Yeah, don't put an otter so box. so much more. <sighs> don't put an otter on your beard. <laughs> okay, 
Watch out for Samsung's newest phone (laughs) models and some. (laughs) I forgot to write down what we did last last week. Um, It was like, there's a thing about Rob Zombie and I don't remember what it was. You said it because inhuman, more human than you. You were like, it was a play on the like. See, on the flip side of the moon, but then you did a thing about Rob Zombie, and I don't remember what it was. I don't know. See, on the flip side of the moon, Rob Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) See, Dracula on the underside of my hoof. You did it. There we go. Watch your beards. <laughs> Watch your beards. With that, this has been episode two of Marvels and Humans, Those Who Would Destroy Us. And this is TJ Africade saying, Watch your beards. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Agreed. A Different Direction is a TGIFRK production. You can contact the podcast at DiffDirectionPod on Twitter or email us at differentdirection at TGIFRK.com. You can also find information about everything that TGIFRK produces by following us at TGIFRK on Twitter. Thanks for listening.